Hi, and welcome to another episode of Excuse My Anxiety. I am Jessica, and I will be guiding you today through mental self-care. We are discussing mental self-care today. So let's get into the discussion of self-care by itself. Self-care is what you would call a process of doing things to make sure that your overall health and wellness is being taken care of in a proactive manner. So the things that you do on a daily basis to make sure that you are in a state of well-being. So you can break that down into six categories. Some specialists and scientists and clinicians go with five, some go with six. I'll give you all of them and you can discern for yourself which one you feel you fit in and which one best suits your life. So you have emotional self-care. Most everybody agrees on emotional self-care, physical self-care, social self-care, spiritual, psychological or mental self-care, and then you also have professional self-care, which is one that I consider. So with that one in there, you got six. Mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, social, professional. Six facets of self-care. But the one that we're going to focus on today is mental self-care. Because here at Excuse My Anxiety, that is the focus. Being a well-balanced, mentally healthy person. So... Right now in the world, COVID-19 is having a substantial effect on many different regions. My area and region of the world being one of them, I'm in the United States, specifically in Texas, and we are being affected majorly by the COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic, if you will. So it is very important to maintain a high level of mental function during this time. But achieving that requires a little extra maintenance and a little more mental self-care, maybe than what you would do on a normal basis because the circumstances are not normal. These are totally abnormal circumstances very stressful circumstances. So you have to prepare, plan, and put those things into work. So the goals that we want to accomplish is to improve our mood, reduce anxiety, and to feel a sense of calm in our life. So we are going to come up with engaging activities, intentional activities that are going to promote healthy functioning and overall mental wellness. And as a side note, mental self-care is not a luxury. It is not something extra that you're doing. It is a total necessity. It is absolutely necessary 
to maintaining the balance that you want to have. It's going to assist in giving you that mental sharpness and keeping you at the top of your game. So let's get into it. The first thing that we want to do to promote mental self-care, it seems almost obvious, but a lot of times in situations of mental illness or extreme anxiety, it doesn't get accomplished. So we want to spend time on our appearance. We want to put in that effort to make sure that we are feeling our best on the inside by looking our best on the outside. And it does have an effect. And I think some people think that it's shallow to put time on your outer appearance, but that affects our mental state. It affects the way we perceive other people looking at us. So if in our subconscious, we're thinking people are looking at imperfections, that's going to affect our anxiety and affect our mood. So if we know that we've done everything we can to make our appearance the best it can be for that day, we can ease that anxiety because we've done our due diligence in that area. So spend that time on your appearance. Dab on that extra cologne. Put on that new lip gloss and make sure you look your best before you step out into the world. Even if you're not going anywhere in a pandemic, it will still foster good self-esteem to get up, do your hygiene, and make yourself presentable and look nice and feel good inside and out. So that's number one. Spend time on your appearance. That's not vanity. That's self-care. Number two, stay connected to people. Do not isolate. It is so easy to get trapped in the house, literally in a pandemic, but just in life in general. You can disconnect yourself and isolate and just get into a pattern of going to work or going to school and push everybody out of your life and kind of zero in on your situation or your negative focus and you're disconnected. So if you are disconnected, reconnect with people. And if you are connected right now, which is great, stay connected to your family, your friends, your support system is so important. The third one, I'm going to have a whole episode to explain it further. But for the purpose of today, we're just going to list it out and give a brief description, but it is to practice mindfulness. So number three is to practice mindfulness. And you may have heard me mention it before, but practicing mindfulness is simply staying present in the moment, not allowing the past to bring up old feelings and bring on that depressive state And it's not going too far in the future, worrying about things that haven't happened. 
creating that sense of anxiety and anticipation for things to come. So practice mindfulness. Stay in the moment. Use your five senses to engage and stay in the moment. Stay present. So, number four. Practice self-compassion. Self-acceptance. Accept who you are. Flaws and all. The imperfections that you see that maybe no one else sees, accept them. Some of them are what make you unique. Some of them you may strive to change. But they are you. Don't be so harsh on yourself. You are special. Number five. Eating healthy and exercise, so very important. They also play into your self-esteem because it plays into what your physical body looks like and how you feel. Exercising plays a major part in brain function, your neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, It is so important to maintain a healthy balance in your brain. So food and exercise are vital in your mental self-care. I am embarking on the mind diet. I will have another episode explaining the mind diet specifically focuses on brain function. So we will delve into that in another episode. But that is the fifth tip for maintaining mental self-care is a healthy eating and exercise. Number six, sleep is ever so important. Without sleep, there will be no balance in brain function. You absolutely unequivocally need sleep for your brain to function at optimal level no less than seven hours that's the bare minimum optimal eight to ten hours of sleep and lastly the seventh part of mental self-care stress management And I know you're probably saying, well, all of these things that you just said are probably stress management, but I mean a specific intentional activity that relieves stress in addition to all of these things that we've listed. An intentional activity would be listening to music, going to a new exercise class watching a movie now we watch movies at home because most of the movie theaters are closed in my area so you would go to the movies and another part of stress management that we miss a lot of times is asking for help that is stress management 
When you are overwhelmed, you have to know when it is appropriate to ask for help and who to ask for help. So utilize your support system and your management of stress. If you have people that you can depend on to help take some things off of your plate, do that. They love and care about you and are probably willing to help you. You just need to reach out. So let's go over the seven things we need to do to practice good mental self-care. Number one, spend time on your appearance. Number two, stay connected to people and don't isolate. Number three, practice mindfulness. Number four, accept who you are. Number five, eat healthy, exercise, and stay hydrated. Number six, get eight to ten hours of sleep. And number seven, manage your stress. If you do these seven things to upkeep your mental self-care, you will reduce anxiety, improve your mood stability, and have overall mental wellness. Some questions that you should ask yourself in getting these seven steps and tips together in your life is where or how do you get your mental stimulation? And can you leave the habit of rumination in the past? Ponder those until the next time. I'm Jessica and excuse my anxiety.